Hey folks, before we get started, I wanted to tell you about the Consumer VC Summit. The Consumer VC Summit is a three-day virtual event that is focused on e-commerce, retail, and innovation. This is all happening February 23rd through 25th, 2021. Mark Nathan and I have really poured our souls into it. During the day is a mix of talks and panel discussions with some incredible founders and investors that focus on these sectors. In the evenings, we're going to be throwing networking events, and if you're a founder, you'll also have access to mentoring sessions, which means you'll meet three investors or industry professionals for feedback about your business. All of our talks and panels will also be available for replay with a ticket. Please check out summit.theconsumervc.com and enter ConsumerVC for a 20% discount. This is also located in the show notes. We look forward to seeing you there. Now on to the episode. Hello, and welcome to The Consumer VC. I am your host, Mike Gelb, and on this show, we talk about the world of venture capital and consumer-facing startups. Over the holidays, we're going to be releasing highlights from past episodes from this year every morning of Hanukkah and each day during the 12 days of Christmas. If you're a founder or investor and looking to meet more folks in the ecosystem, each week I host a networking event on my Upstream channel. The link is in the show notes to join on mobile. Looking forward to seeing you there. I'm excited to share highlights from my conversation with Betsy Ford and Sophia Laurel, co-founders and co-CEOs of Tiny Organics. Tiny Organics delivers organic, fresh, nutrient-rich baby and toddler meals created by their infant nutritionist. You know, sort of camaraderie that we have. So that's a kind of a whole nother story. <laughs> but I can tell you from my background, industrial designer by trade, I started out as a toy inventor for a number of years. Wound up building the largest toy brand in UK with Michael Acton Smith of Calm, the meditation app prior. We reached over 100 million registered users online as well. And it was during that time that I noticed my dog, Whiskey, had was overweight, essentially. And there was no Fitbit for dogs in the market at the time. And so on a hackathon one weekend, I invented the first Fitbit for dogs. And that was my last company. I founded Wondermento. It was really to extend the lives of dogs everywhere through getting them down to their goal weight. And we saw phenomenal success. So we got on, initially launched at Harrods, pulled up for Paris Fashion Week, and then came over to every Best Buy, Petco, Urban Outfitters across the US and even made Oprah's favorite things list. So it was like a really magical journey for six, seven years on with that company and a ton of learnings. And one of them is that I didn't want to be a sole founder again. And when uh, Sophia and I had known each other for years, and I then realized she, you know, I always knew she wanted to found um, a baby and parenting company. Company. And it was approaching that phase in my life where I was thinking about starting a family. And my first company was for my first baby. So it made sense that we were trying to figure out how could we make the biggest impact for childhood development together. And I'll let her talk about her incredible background, but I lead product at Tiny and Sophia leads marketing. Thanks so much, Betsy. I'm originally from Finland, I'm born and raised in Helsinki. And my wife for building Tiny with Betsy is this incredible invention back home called the Finnish Baby Box. Every new parent gets it from the government since 1938, and it drastically lowered infant mortality back home and kind of ties into my career background, which is all kind of impact-driven environments. And Betsy and I came together, and I told her about the Finnish baby box, and we kind of jammed, and, and she said she wanted to start a family. And at the same time, we started really kind of researching the history of baby food and kind of realized 
realizing that the category itself is invented kind of in the 1920s and there's no reason for the really sweet options that you see in the market today. And also, I always mention that growing up in Europe, I ate kind of real whole foods when I was growing up and we didn't really understand why, you know, even at the time we were saying like there's better options in the dog food category than in the baby food category. But yeah, so that's kind of when we started. And I wanted to also mention that before founding Tiny, I worked at a research foundation and we did research as to why women and minorities haven't risen to the corporate boards. So again, kind of realized that I thrive in, in impact-driven environments. And I always joke that it's a great training ground for starting your own business. It's working at a nonprofit because you have to do a lot with very little. But yeah, I'm coming up to my 10 years in New York uh, via London. Definitely the happiest days of my life. I'm thrilled to be building this company. That's awesome. It seems like you're taking some of the learnings that the Finnish government provided there, which seems like they're very far ahead of the curve. I know that you're both co-CEOs of a company. I'm always really intrigued by the co-CEO. And talk to me a little bit about your decision-making process. Yeah, absolutely. There was really no other way. I think for her and I both, we have our lanes. You know, Betsy running product, I'm running marketing. We haven't discussed this yet, but just around the decision-making process, being very collaborative in many ways. So we are aware of, of course, of all the different things within the company. I think for us, it just made complete sense. And we we knew at the time that it was kind of a newer model. There's some other companies that are famously have co-CEOs and big successes as well. But I think for us, it made sense that we share the responsibility when it comes to fundraising. And then also at the same time, do own our own departments as well. So, and it's worked really well for us. No, that's great. Was there any pushback when you were fundraising that it was like a co-CEO partnership at the head or not so much? Not at all, actually. And the only time it has come up is just the investor saying it was never even a question because you operate so well together. It just made sense. How are you thinking about the competitive landscape and price point from the very beginning and making sure that this was an affordable product or how you even think about affordability? Right. Absolutely. So that's part of our ethos, like a core part is the fact that we're, we want to be accessible. There's different ways as to how we're doing it. But Betty and I always say like, we don't necessarily kind of look like the typical founder. You know, she's from the Midwest, a small town of 300 people. I'm an immigrant. Like we really, we are here because we were given the opportunities and obviously our grit and ambition. That's just also why we're here. But this idea of like giving people opportunities and this idea that, you know, if you look at food, especially there's big inequality in food. And, you know, for us, because we are brand new, the price point currently is higher than we'd like. But the idea is that we would come down and really become this American household name. Betsy can chat a little bit more about WIC, but wanted to mention in the, about the competitive set, you know, touched on this earlier around the baby food category being invented. And, you know, us really wanting to bring back kind of this idea of like real whole foods, baby food doesn't need to be different. It essentially, you know, a lot of people, like even when I talked to parents uh, back home, they were like, okay, it wasn't called baby led weaning at the time. Baby led weaning is essentially this concept where you feed finger foods to your child, real whole foods instead of the purees. And for us, we never want a mom shame. We never want a mom guilt. We don't want a parent guilt. So we always say that Tiny is actually compatible with baby led weaning method. And baby led weaning also kind of, um, it, it, it creates independent thinkers and eaters. There's kind of corollary to Montessori movement, but it's all around this idea of introducing different textures and flavors early days. And the competitive set, it's interesting. There's kind of the, the old guard, kind of the Gerbers of the world. And then there's a new guard. We're part of the new guard. And we always say, well, like we know all the other founders as well. We're good friends and we believe competition really kind of validates the market. But I will say a lot of the competitors uh, just offer purees. So from a business perspective, the LTV of a customer is is much shorter um, with purees because babies only eat purees from month six to month eight. So for us, we really 
as Betsy mentioned, saw a white space in the toddler category. And that's where we offer more textured foods as well. I'd imagine that you already had a bit of a network. Is that right? Considering, Betsy, this is not your first rodeo in terms of building a company. But what were some of the challenges? Yeah, I think we closed our seed round. Again, the only price round we've raised to date, but that was prior to launching. So literally that was the team in the dream. And I think for us, it was just brilliant, but not necessarily the case for all founders. I think when you are a second or third time founder, you know, and have those like kind of trusted networks and relationships, it's just kind of a little bit of a different scenario there. We just felt incredibly fortunate to bring on the partners that we had wanted. And Elizabeth Street Ventures, our lead investor, they believed in us since almost day one. And it was truly belief in us as founders. And so we're just super grateful for all the people who have come alongside us and are on our board today. What's one piece of advice that you have for founders that are starting a CPG company? I always go back to this thought of like, you can do it. I think if you put all your energy into something, like you can actually make it happen. You know, I mentioned this prior, but we don't come from the typical kind of founder backgrounds necessarily. And I think about grit and the ambition and just kind of, we always say like done is better than perfect. So I think this idea of starting out, obviously we had a lot of help in the beginning, as well as we were saying we were co-building and we had a lot of great people. We always say we're standing on the shoulders of giants. So we did have an incredible, we do have an incredible advisor board on board. But I think this idea of like, just, you know, keep going. I think specifically for CPG, I think this is actually an interesting sign for CPG with food as well. Not only are we feel like we're reinventing baby food, but I think this idea of food, and if you look the last hundred years in food, there's going to be a real change and there already is a change. And we almost feel like kind of the beyond meat and the impossible is kind of the first wave. You know, there's research done that eating plant-based is a healthier way, both for yourself and for the world. So I think this is actually an exciting time for food products specifically in, in CPG. Yeah, I definitely think that it's already happening, but for sure in the next five years, the only fundable businesses will be the impact and mission-driven ones. And you have to have a social component to what you're doing. So my kind of biggest piece of advice here is that authenticity is key in everything. I mean, Sophie and I wouldn't be here today if this wasn't literally what we you know, eat, breathe, sleep. And so I think at the core of entrepreneurship is like this deep-rooted passion to make an impact, to have, you know, to be the change, to make that difference. And I guess the, that fire in you, like let it propel you, let it drive you no matter what, like no matter what anyone, all the rejections, cause there will be more than you could ever count. <laughs> Just remember at your core, you know, your why and yeah, let that carry you through. Yeah, I wanted to add just one last thing. You know, Betsy and I, we always wanted to solve big challenges and big human challenges that we feel like there's nothing bigger than really changing the way children eat and, you know, become kind of healthier versions of themselves. So we feel like we're, again, just so fortunate. And there you have it. If you enjoyed this, I highly recommend you check out Betsy and Sophia's full episode. Thanks again for listening, folks. 